in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Me- Maximize Your Medicare podcast. While the information on this podcast is believed to be correct, you should verify all facts. Nothing in this podcast is to be construed as financial advice. It is not the offer for you to purchase any instrument or any interest in any financial contract, including but not limited to insurance. The opinions expressed in this podcast are mine and mine alone. They are not affiliated with the Department of Health and Human Services or financial institution. Morning, everybody. This is Jay. I am the host of the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. Thank you very much. Maximize Your Medicare is available on Amazon.com. You can also find out more information about the book, www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. I am on the eve of being presenting in Chicago at the Hyatt Regency Chicago and Wacker in the Loop. It is a free information session. This will be a special edition of the presentation because there will be information that is specially designed for groups of advisors. Advisors being caregivers, financial advisors, as well as those involved in community outreach towards seniors. I wasn't planning on doing a podcast today, but recent events in the news make it important. You can read if you go onto Google, look up DocFix, you'll find out some information that the House and the Senate are now working on a permanent doc fix. What isn't receiving a lot of information is the fact of how they're going to pay for the doc fix. And in that, you see certain changes to Medicare. Now, if you read Maximize Your Medicare, I wrote the book, and when I present in public, I'm pretty careful to not point fingers at a political party or any big constituency. And I don't hold doctors to blame. I don't hold hospitals to blame. I don't hold big pharma to blame. I simply point out the demographic fact. 53 million people on Medicare now, 10,000 people a day turn 65 every day. Those are the most important facts in play here. Well, the result of that is the obvious fiscal stress put on the system. And then sometimes you see a bunch of headlines that say, well, Medicare is about to go bust, etc., etc. Let me first point out that I am not in the camp that Medicare is about to go bust, nor am I in the camp that Social Security is about to go bust. I find it pretty funny that people try to compare Medicare or Social Security to private enterprises because this is not a private enterprise. The person or the party making up the rules also has the right to tax and to print money. I find it very difficult to believe that either is fundamentally at risk. That all said, in private, when I meet with persons talking about how to plan for the retirement, what financial planning looks like as people get older on a private level, I tell them the following, which is that the demographic and fiscal stress put on the system is real, that almost no political party by itself is going to set up a system where you're going to find a silver bullet that easily. 
However, the two approaches that could possibly work are number one, increased taxes, and number two, fundamental changes to Medicare. I can't control the information about the way the tax rates are going to work for different individuals. However, I can talk about Medicare being affected. And when you look at the doc fix, that's what the point of today is, which is that the doc fix makes certain changes to Medicare. And I'm going to highlight the two most important ones. The first one is that the Part B deductible is proposed to be increased. Currently, right now, it is $147 a year. Now, that looks to be increased as a way to start paying for the doc fix itself. The second one is that first dollar coverage Medigap plans look to be affected, meaning that is plan C and plan F. Not coincidentally, chapter six of Maximize Your Medicare, there is a section tucked away in there, which said Medicare restructuring has, hap- has occurred in the past. Well, there is a reason that I put that section in there, which is that it looks like from the <clears throat> doc fix that is currently constructed that these changes will look to be into effect in 2019. You could say 2019 is a long way away. You'd be right. The issue, however, is going to be what are you going to do about this situation or how does it affect your Medicare choices and your configuration? It used to be the case, or it is the case currently, that people under group plans have something called special enrollment periods, meaning that they can turn off or cancel their participation in a group plan and select a subset of Medigap plans or select any Medicare Advantage plan at the time that they want. I have advised persons to do so in certain instances, in certain cases, not in all cases, but that in certain situations that, in fact, that may be reasonable. Why? For example, in certain instances, the premiums for the group-sponsored plan is higher than the private market. Second, Sometimes the cost sharing is less favorable than that which exists in the private market. It is is a complicated situation because there are rules of enrolling and then trying to re-enroll, for example, if you change your mind. It's also further complicated if you have a non-Medicare eligible spouse, in which case that person may require medical insurance, health insurance, but not the economics make it more reasonable for the house combined household to stay on the group plan. It's complicated here. That's why people pay me to talk to them about the situation for their overall household financial planning. Now, however, the issue here is that it used to be the case or before the doc fix goes into effect that you could simply just wait on your employer group plan, meaning that you could just sit there and if the circumstance changes, then you could switch to Medigap at the time that you want to. For example, in this particular instance, 
Well, if the doc fix gets enacted in the configuration being pro currently proposed, which is not in stone, then what could happen is the your right to change at the time that you would value it most could be affected. What does that mean? That means that the changes to Medigap and to the Part B deductible look to be delayed. But it, let's say it's now some years in the future and these effect, these changes are in effect and then you decide to change, then you could be put into a situation where there is a different set of cost sharing rules which would be more expensive at the time that you need, which is defeating the point of Medigap or may have defeated the point of you wanting to change in the first place. Let's take an easy example. For example, let's just say you're covered by an employee group plan and the premium is low, less than $100 a month, and it includes both prescription and drug plan. Let's also say that there are deductibles and co-pays. For example, if you go visit a doctor, inpatient hospital visit, emergency room visits, etc., etc. Let's then say tomorrow you then are diagnosed with a serious medical condition that you know will be reasonably you will be reasonably expected to require constant medical attention. In which case the cost sharing inside the employer group plan may be greater than the premium differential in a privately provided plan such as Medigap or Medicare Advantage. In that instance, in that instance it may be I need to put huge caveats here or not, may be reasonable that someone would want to change to the private a private market plan. However, if after the doc fix gets enacted, the clauses take place, that metric may change. In which case you will be the amount of flexibility that you will have in that instance will decline. This is a situation that cannot be taken lightly, clearly. In this situation, you probably do require an expert to consider or to talk out loud what the implications look like 